Hello everyone, this is DJ and this is CG Talks, the podcast where CG guys talk about CG and we have Emil today with us and also our very special guests for today's episodes uh, are uh, guys from uh, Vivix Studio. It's an animation studio from uh, uh, like maybe you'll just introduce yourself better, better than I can do that. So Mike to you. My name is Ilya. I'm uh, Ilya Kuzuk. Um, I'm CEO and the co-founder of Vivix. My name is Ilya Mazrushin, also Ilya to Ilias in this company. I'm also the co-founder of the company. I'm creative director and animation director of the company. Yeah, Great. so uh, Vivix is, uh, as, as you uh, said correctly, it's uh, an, an animation studio, but we specialize in very special type of animation. It's animation for um, young adults, as we call them. It's not children's animation, it's animation for people who grew on uh, 3D animation and video games, and now they they have, they they get older, and now they're 20, in their 20s, in their 30s. So we are working on the edge of animation and filmmaking, actually. Um, the company is based... Uh, Globally, actually, we are mostly Russian-speaking artists. Um, and we just can briefly introduce ourselves uh, 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 as a co-founders. So let me start. Uh, yeah, maybe, Ilya, it's better to start with you. Okay. Yeah, let's start from my side. So my background is very like artistic. I, uh, I spent more than 10 years in uh, animation industry. In animation and game development industry, I started as a character designer and a character animator in game companies. Worked on like dozens of uh, game franchises. It's casual, mobile, PC games, and like around five years ago, I switched my uh, career from game animation to like real animation, like for feature animated films. Animation for feature animated films. It's like two different. Uh, two different industries, actually. I started working with uh, script, write script writers, with storyboard artists. I started directing. I had the experience of launching my own uh, animated series for the game company. I produced it. I worked there like a director and like the team leader. And um, after that, I took part in working on several feature animated films one of them was love death and robots i guess we will talk a lot of <laughs> a lot about yeah. uh, love death and robots today it was uh, the episode for the first season uh, we did it like we worked on it like a uh, year and a half and after we after the whole project was released we met with Ilya, with another Ilya, which is like uh, the guy who is into business and some stuff with money and <laughs> finding people, finding the right people. He found me actually. We were like meeting each other, working together, did a couple of projects. And right now we're working on our own huge in terms of ambitions, in terms of budget, in terms of art, art, artistic quality, huge project. And it's like our flagship project. We'll talk about it later. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Right. Um, yeah, I have a completely different background. 
Uh, I have been an investment banker for over uh, seven years, working at Moscow offices of JP Morgan, Xenon Capital Partners and Renaissance Capital. I did a lot of um, investment stuff like buying companies, selling companies. I was advising huge, um, huge corporations on, on the transactions. Before that, I have gra I graduated from Moscow Institute of Physics and Technology and Higher School of Economics. So I have double degree in physics and economics. And uh, um, I just, for some reason, <laughs> I just decided to uh, switch to um, entrepreneurship. So I had a partner and we decided to launch uh, a VR company. So we did a lot of, uh, we created a lot of uh, virtual reality content and we were setting up and building location-based VR attractions, making, um, uh, making games for that attractions. And um, it was long ago, but it, it was my first um, business experience as a as an entrepreneur and basically that was the first time i um connected with a uh, creative industry um the company i founded was was doing pretty well we even launched in the states in europe we sold our um, games to miami providers los angeles it was really fun but actually so vr was very very i know it's was very hot topic uh, uh three years ago but at some point we just understood that uh economically it it it's not gonna it was not gonna survive so we decided to change the direction and at that time at the same time uh love death robots was released on netflix i watched it I was so impressed. I just asked myself, why, 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 why? It's it. I haven't seen anything like that before. And actually, the, there were uh, several um, adult animation, 3D adult animation feature films and TV series, but there was they were also marginal. So you know, like it's not it, it wasn't like a, an industry. It was just like. I don't know outliners in in the whole statistics. So, uh, but at that time, I just decided to dig deeper and find out what's what's going on in the industry. And I met with Mike Hill, uh, who was uh, working at Blur uh, and helping them to at with some artistic um, some artistic things like creating uh, concept art and design for uh, for several episodes of the season one and we also but he was also helping uh, blur to uh, to pack and promote and market the whole project to Netflix so we talked a lot and he told me that it's really new era of uh, animation that it's something that is really really big and uh, I just understood that as I said in the beginning of the podcast that we have a whole generation raised on 3D animation, video games. We are we got used to digital characters, and we and we want to see stories with digital characters. 
So I just decided to um, exit my previous startup and start from, from the scratch. I found Ilya, I just looked through the credits section of, of the blind spot episode where he was uh, a leading artist and um, we just got connected uh, on social media, talked a lot and just decided to try to do something. And uh, at that time, it was two years ago, there was no um, like um, story, no concept, right? So it was just an idea to make uh, adult uh, animated series. So the first uh, step we uh, just decided to do, we, we just uh, made a presentation, uh, like marketing presentation, put all the reference from internet, uh, just made, made up some nice stories like Love Death Robots. So that was the first idea, just make something similar to Love Death Robots. And we just decided to go and test uh, the whole idea with the streaming platforms in Russia. So we got connected to every decision maker and it worked out. So we sold the, the, the idea to Eevee, eevee.ru. It's uh, one of the leading stream platforms in Russia. And um, they have, I believe they have something like 5 million uh, subscribers. Um, so we just sold them the idea, let's do some kind of pilot, pilot episode. Uh, they, they just agreed and gave us some money it was not enough to, to make. So we agreed on making one minute uh, animated uh, pilot short, short story. Uh, the money wasn't sufficient to make like cool and nice stuff. So we, we had to be creative. Uh, that's why we just used some models we previously did for other projects and for ourselves. We decided to test Unreal, so for the sake of time and uh, trying to get on this, you know, hype of Unreal. It, it was a year when all these nice videos and uh, examples of how Unreal is good at uh, making animated movies and um, short films. Uh, they all been on on the internet. Uh, I, I believe I, I saw this clip from Goodbye Kansas uh and uh, all these you know tests and it was really great and we just just decided to so that that was a part of our pitch to streaming platform so you guys pay less we just make it very quick um let's just do that and uh that's how we we actually we did it in three months so there is a video clip uh this short story on our youtube uh, channel, uh, YouTube channel is called Vivix. So you can find it on, on the internet. And, uh, basically that was our start, start point. Um, uh, and then we just, we just thought like, what are we gonna do next? It was big question for us. So our, our, our dream was to make a TV series, but we didn't have an idea. We didn't have any, um, contract from Eevee because they just told us, okay, guys, we just decided not to focus on animation right now. And now it's a very vulnerable environment in the streaming platform, in the streaming uh, industry, because they're all starting, uh, starting to compete with each other. 
and uh, it was like it's it's the, the beginning of the new uh, era of this competition so at that time they didn't decide to to go forward with animation we know now that they're doing some kind of 3d animated uh, film or tv series for adults when we don't know details but we know that they're doing something um but at that time we just decided to go with uh, developing new ideas we understood that ideas much more uh, important uh, compared to visual so visual I, I actually Ilya can can tell more about that yeah maybe you guys maybe you guys just, yeah already have a question because yeah, it's it's a lot asked. it's a lot already yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. you can guys uh, already hear that uh, the, the guests are very special and uh, and the episode will be super exciting so uh, so so much to talk so much to ask but i'll just give you guys the mic because you have so so okay. such such great stories it's, <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay it's just a great Thanks. listen <laughs> all right let's yeah. yeah let's if you want to make it more like the dialogue you can like ask the yeah. questions when because yeah. we we can talk a lot so yeah I just, it's I just, morning I just, we have a fresh air. i just thought about this story this business side of things because uh, uh that's pretty much uh, i think uh, very exceptional like in your story you, you you met like the creative guy with the business guy and then you you're kind of trying yeah. to hit big time and you i i think you you kind of uh, were in the right time uh in the right place for for the things that are happening so you're, you're kind of riding the wave of, of this new thing in in entertainment business in general and i was uh, going to ask you about uh, how how you how you think like like the pandemic thing impacted this whole thing because you know we all know that the that you know for example zoom boost just exploded through, throughout the pandemic yeah. because of this and increased use and i like... guess the, the streaming, streaming platforms also kind of are, yeah. are booming extra large because of that People yeah it looks like you so guys are time. in like your studio like is this is this in the office the, yeah this whole I, I will answer the question about pandemic and it's all connected <laughs> with our mm -hmm. office uh, also uh, actually uh the pandemic helped us uh, it really it really did because uh when we started um like getting together a lot of people or a lot of artists um we realized that uh the whole world the whole industry uh, got, is ready to uh switch the work for like the remote field and uh it uh it took it was easier for us because it was clear for everyone yes guys we can work remotely together and uh, we we started trying like the new tools new like the the same tool like you mentioned right the the zoom meetings the discord channels and we started working with it more and also um we looking for like exceptional artists our leading like team of supervisors our directors lead artists we we talk a lot with other people with artists we looking for like the best and uh, the best artists are not in the same city it's impossible to like uh, place them in one office and they will start working so it's good for us now to work remotely but for the part of the company uh, especially we started uh, Ilya mentioned that we uh, decided to focus on the story 
and guess <laughs> who are the first guys who uh, need the office? <laughs> How do you think? Yeah, okay. The, the answer is screenwriters. They really need the, like the office. We have two screenwriters, we have producers, and we decided that uh, they need like the room uh, when they can work together, they can like uh, argue with each other with like in personal. Yeah, uh, it's crazy in the office. So they smoking and they just, uh, <laughs> I don't know, saying dirty words. They just uh, making up things and it's all like, it's going crazy here. And watching, so no one can work yeah. here uh, <laughs> apart from screenwriters and me and Ilya, because <laughs> it's really a mess. Yeah, they watch like the series, they watch Attack on Titans actually. They didn't, they didn't watch it. And we said like, guys, we need the script like, <laughs> like these guys. So uh, yeah, our office started with a small room in co-working complex, in huge co-working complex, and it's a room for like five, seven people. Um, sometimes people come here and work with us, but the uh, like the constant team is like four people: me, Ilya, and two screenwriters. So it's our office, and uh, other country, other other team is like more than thirty artists work remotely from different cities, from different countries. Mostly they are Russian speaking. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, as I said, pandemic helped us because if we started uh, uh, getting together people before pandemic, we, we, we had to, uh, okay. <laughs> We, we was able to start with the office and after the pandemic happened, we, we would, okay. Ilya, can you explain what I, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, we mean that the costs are huge for starting the office. So you need equipment, computers, you need office, you need space, you need like bring people into one single point, one city especially for the young company. So young company uh, cannot afford like several offices in several countries or several cities. So we need one place before pandemic. It means that you have to spend, I don't know, maybe 500,000 US dollars just to setting up the whole company. It's just crazy because you need software licenses, you need computers, et cetera, et cetera. Now um, we see the, the trend that everyone uh, is okay or even really wants to work from home. They have their machines, powerful machines at their homes. They have uh, uh, software, they have everything. They don't want to go to the office, at least like not every day. Maybe some of them want to be there once a week, uh, but not every day. So we just asked, we just, you know, we just asked all the artists, like you guys, every artist we asking, like, do you want to work from home or you want to have uh, an office space? And they all, uh, uh, they all say like, no, I, I want to stay at my home and I don't want to spend in, any time and money on uh, the uh, way uh, to the office. So it's now it's really simple. It's really straightforward. The, the problem is the communication. So you need very effective communication 
so we're using Discord for uh, for just talking. We have voice chats and we have all these threads in, in, in the Discord where we're just talking and sharing the results. We have Miro board uh, where we also put all, all the um, concept arts and uh, uh, I know like screen um, uh, like pictures of like uh, sorry <laughs> like pictures when we render something we just put there the result we have sync sketch and we have f track now we switch we switch into f track as the <laughs> I was talking about like about um, like how we how we did it <laughs> how we started what what was the pandemic uh, impact on all of that yeah I just want I just wanted once Yaroslav uh, comes back I just want to continue with business side things because pandemic also yeah now business is much easier than I mean like getting contracts getting clients that, that is interesting though because I I always heard from like like Studio Weta where if they wanted some artists from abroad they would have to like um bring them to do the visa process and bring in the, the yeah from, for example from India exactly. or something yeah and is that something you've always like dreaded doing and then you're like oh the pandemic happened I don't have to do that anymore from the business yeah. side this is great yeah and the for the big companies it's 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 the question of confidentiality and you know it it was like before the pandemic they had all these security systems all these cameras there is a standard for security in in our industry so uh to make sure no one can just take his hard drive or just take a screenshot of his um of his uh, screen and <laughs> take some nice and not not yet released shots from the upcoming trailer with it, with him and or her and uh, basically now <laughs> once pandemic hit everyone they just thought oh okay so we we can't do that anymore what are we gonna do <laughs> so everyone everyone is working from home we cannot we can't work from from the office we don't have this security thing in 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 each other I, I, everyone's home so what's what's go, what we're gonna do and uh, for us it's a great opportunity because we now um we we have all like security measures but they all already they they are they are um they are designed for remote con uh, remote teams like um like you can do all the work so we have contracts we have ndas we have everything so the, the guys have everything on their computer but we have legal uh documentation um for so they, they cannot share anything in, in the on the internet but basically uh on the very final stage of the, of the production we have all these final things like compositing and getting the final image so we can get just like like for instance like 10 machines in the office uh, and we can get all these artists working remotely on the, that on uh, these machines so we got everything on our server so they cannot download everything so the the 90 percent of the production can now be at home and uh, uh just 10 percent, the last mile 
is 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 uh, done at, at at the office. So that's that's the, the great opportunity for everyone for small companies like us. And as I as I mentioned, on the business side of things, uh, before uh, the pandemic, you had to be in Los Angeles to sell the product to Hollywood companies. It's it's just it it. We, we talked, we actually talked to um, Lieberman's brothers. The, these are the guys from Russia. They were famous for cartoonish, very sarcastic TV series they produced for Russian television like 10, 10 years ago. And the, they were very famous for their stories and they were very famous for making it, you know, they the production was really fast uh, and they just decided to use their expertise and bring bring their experience to Hollywood and try to sell the product. So they what they told us, like they were traveling back and forth between Moscow and Los Angeles, uh, telling the people like, okay, I, I'm, I'm in Los Angeles, let's meet in three days. And they just bought a ticket and fly to, to Los Angeles. So that's how it worked. Now the, the, the world has changed and what's happening now you can sell the we talked to many hollywood companies like uh, paramount we talked to hollywood producers so it's all possible because everyone understands that now you can just do that via zoom call and it's okay it's just fine it's uh, you, you don't need to be there um and again we don't know what what's going to happen next because now it's um now everyone is back in, in the office and uh, in Russia we already have like the second wave, the third wave of, of the virus and um, uh, I actually live, live I have lived uh, a lot of time this year in Turkey, uh, it's also in, in, it's south of Europe, between Europe and Asia and they also had this third wave, we're now hearing from Australia that they're closing the borders, they're closing, they even uh, uh, prohibit traveling from the state to, to another state. So maybe it's it's not like now is everything is okay. Now we all got vaccinated and everything is okay. I think it's it will happen more frequently, like new waves of virus, new, new types of virus. So uh, yeah, everyone should get used to working from home and selling and talking to business partners from home. Yeah, but this is this is was the answer to the question about pandemic. <laughs> long, long, very long answer. So um, I would just continue with maybe uh, what what happened next with us and uh, just explain like where we are now. Uh, so basically, in twenty twenty. We focused on storytelling. We understood that storytelling is a key, and uh, we, uh, but we didn't have enough money to just uh, just write screen screenplays and you know just making pilots everything. So that's why we worked on several projects uh, for different companies, gaming companies. We worked for Wargaming. We did a gameplay trailer. For for, for them, we worked with the several companies making digital avatars. 
uh, all was done in Unreal. So we're, we are very experienced with Unreal. And this is actually the reason why we're not doing Unreal now for our <laughs> flagship project. Yeah, um, we will explain later. <laughs> yeah, but basically what we're doing right now, we were talking to streaming platforms producers. We have chosen the one very, very special uh, concept that we developed. It's called, um, I think I, I can tell you the uh, name. It's called Artificial Detective. Yeah. It's, it's on a, your web, web page anyway, like the yeah. title. So yeah, I guess you yeah, can. yeah. We 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 call it. Yeah, no, no problem. It's no problem. Mm -hmm. I think we put it on our website, so it's it's okay. So it's uh, or we call it AD. Uh, it's a story about gruff police detective, robot robot police detective, uh, who desires to to become a real officer, real human officer. He wants to be on par with his uh, police coworkers and. Uh, he he couldn't do that he for some reason he was turned off and uh, after many many years he wakes up in the empty world only robots there no humans and he starts his investigation to find out what happened to humanity and actually he and he realized find... and he realized that the world has changed the world yeah. is empty, but it's changed in the in the better side. Actually, it it got like more. It got well. It was because it was like not the complete garbage, but it was like murders, a lot of crime before he was like alive. But after after he wakes up, he don't understand what what the hell was going. Where are all the people and why is this world, this city, is so well actually. And yeah, and the, the the nice thing about that story is that it's it's the story. It's it's all about like people nowadays. Like we all divided, we all divided into different groups, and uh, so we're trying to tell in this story that robots are more human than humans actually, and we're just trying to. So our our robot he meets with different friends like with the other robots he meet he meets with a real human uh, girl and actually this girl she thinks that she is a robot I, I mean she she was raised by robots and she thinks she's a robot and mm -hmm. she is she should decide uh, what is better for her being a robot or being a human and uh, so and our detective he also should decide what what is what is humanity he actually seeks for human humanity and basically it's all about like what makes uh a human human right so that so we're trying to ask all these philosophical very deep questions in this story and uh i think Ilya, do you want to tell more about the visual style and our approach to animation yeah i started with like what has changed in this city. And um, for the art direction, we decided to choose uh, the art deco, art, how do you, how do you call it? Art deco, you call it in, in yeah. English, in French? If we, uh, if we do, were do in France, we, what? Sorry for interrupting. Can, do, do you want us to share some maybe concept art? We can do that on our screen. 
Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. If you, oh. if you, if it's something you can show it, uh, I, I think we can definitely show our some, listener, some. our listeners will not be able to see that, but maybe we we can throw in some links into mm -hmm. the description yeah. for, for podcast listeners and for YouTube viewers. It's, uh, it's just, yeah, it will be visible is enough. We will just yeah the send link after. Uh, or we, okay. or you can show it now because on YouTube people uh, will be able to see that uh, and for podcast podcast all listeners right. we uh, we encourage uh, anyway the podcast listeners to check out the uh, links we provide and generally check out all your stuff because it's great so yeah, yeah let me just find I don't think we can share with you like the link because it's it's still not like yeah. uh, <laughs> public yeah but we can just make a screen screen. Uh, so let's let's just uh, tell your listeners like go to YouTube. It's a really good promotion for yeah. your YouTube channel. Um, yeah, let me just find the, the video. Do you post gonna... the video version of the podcast? Yeah, yeah, they have yep. it on. We, the, we, okay. Yeah, we publish it on YouTube as well, and yeah, we are we are adding video as well. Yeah. By the way, um, you, you kind of scratch one of my questions with that, uh, with that whole thing, uh, with that uh, philosophical questions about barriers and humanity and stuff. And the pandemic, it kind of like all wraps into the same thing. I, yep. I, I was going to ask you about how, how you feel uh, about art because the, the, pan the pandemic generally, like there was a lot of uh, online events on artists getting together. And it's like, because we can't really move to, to conferences and stuff, uh, Artists are kind of grouping online, mm -hmm. and and generally, as you say, you, your company is globally based, and and the the Love, Death, and Robots was also like a worldwide project. So it kind of br brought yeah. together people from different parts of the of the world. And the pandemic is kind of dividing the world into chunks, and so does politics, and you know, all the conflicts yeah. around, around the world. And I see like art as being like the place where people really are able to meet as humans, not not just you know us members of that tribe or, or the other one yeah yeah it's a very <laughs> difficult okay. question we we'll launch <laughs> it okay let, let me just let's turn yeah, yeah yeah can see yeah can you see that you're sharing the screen you can play it okay and i guess we should maybe describe it to the listeners or yeah i will like talk uh, i will tell a couple of words about the world and our direction and will be supported by <laughs> this uh this share okay as i said um it's an empty city which was like experiencing some kind of re renaissance renaissance uh and it also experienced the fall after the renaissance uh for this artistic style we decided to choose art deco which is amazing in terms of visuals but really hard in terms of design i guess uh, but it works well uh, for our story and it also it also surprisingly it works well uh, on the story about robots because this art deco design makes like maybe new we we feel like it's some kind of fresh um, artistic language to mix the retro design from like 20s and 30s um, from America, from Europe. Yep, you, we had like this um, this wave of uh, Art Deco style in France. 
uh, and we mix it with uh, sci-fi details. Uh, we have like magnetic uh, magnetic trams, which is not on the on the steam, <laughs> but which uses uh, this some kind of sci-fi stuff. Um, we also um, we also found some couple of uh, uh, nice details when we were developing the story. We we had a couple of characters which are half alive, half robots. It's uh, uh, animals. It's a half robot, half uh, real animals, creatures. And these creatures, as we think, works also well for our uh, story. It's some kind of illustration and metaphor for the humans are not so humans. Uh, robots could be more human. We, we, you will also see this, like our robots, rabbit. <laughs> we have, it's almost finished when we finish in some kind of uh, animation test for it. Uh, so as for the characters, as you saw, we have anthropomorphic robot characters. We have humans, we have, uh, a lot of robots which are not anthropomorphic, which are like low-level robots, delivery bots, some kind of janitors and this stuff. Um, also, as for animation, my field is 100% animation. We decided to choose motion capture a lot as we, as we can, uh, but the style is still a little bit stylistic and we are not using motion capture as as we have it from the from the recording, we make some. We we have a couple of like passes of uh, keyframe animation. We also have uh, keyframe facial animation. We have keyframe animation for other non-anthropomorphic robots. We have a very experienced uh, team of animators. Uh, we started with uh, like animation supervisors. We found every animation supervisor on <laughs> Russian market and uh, invited uh, them to our company. So this is a couple of words from me. Ilya, can you add something? Yeah, and uh, as I mentioned before, uh, we are very experienced with Unreal and we decided not to use Unreal for this particular project. For the sake of quality and uh, um, I would say I would say stability, because <laughs> Unreal uh, that we, we can discuss later. But uh, in general, Unreal is very good for short tests. But when you have a um, very long project and Artificial Detective is twelve episode TV series with uh, uh, and with total duration of over 200 minutes it's really hard to base your pipeline on unreal so we are working in maya and uh, arnold so this is our prime tools for the, the project we're also making uh visual effects in houdini um yeah so that's on technical thing and technicals uh side but uh, again the whole story is all about characters and we're trying to make our characters uh, very attractive. And uh, the most important character in the story, I think the 
on on par with our artificial detective is a little girl um and uh, we have this little girl that actually is a symbol of humanity and symbol of um that you have a choice to 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 you have a choice you have to pick up uh, you don't want to pick up from different you know groups of people you you want to pick up from um you have to choose between humanity and other other things and humanity is all about it's it's tv series is all about humanity what makes us human what makes um what is humanity actually in the in the broader um meaning so yeah uh, that's uh that's about our project right now and i can just explain a little bit about uh how we gather uh let me just find how i stop screen sharing uh so basically yeah that's that's the that's the results of the pre-production that we have been doing for the last for, for the last six months and uh, we have been able to do that because we raised some money <laughs> so we in 2020 we just tried to to run all these third-party projects for clients and try to save money invest it in, in into the story but that was not enough and the problem was not also money but the your attention because if you have clients if you have other projects you have to share your attention you have to share you have to you you just not doing your project you're just doing some somebody else else's project and uh, so we decided to find the financial partner who can help us so and we found it we found a venture capital company that is really believing into the team into us into adult animation so we raised uh some money so we can uh cancel all the other projects and just focus on artificial detective so we started with so our our team was i believe was like five or six people at that time so we started to hire more and more freelance artists to start the the this pre-production phase so we worked on concept art we worked on 3d models we still not finished uh with the artificial detective character so we're still not happy with his design we are trying to find the right you know look uh but we're very happy with the girl the girl on the last slides we think this is this is what we want to see in our um series and uh uh, we worked a lot on on these concept arts and screenplays, and we and we were constantly talking to producers, to streaming platforms. They already knew us, and the thing that happened that they saw the the progress. So when I first met with the platform, the stream platform that is now our, uh, which which is now has acquired the license for Russia I talked to them like back in 2019 when the original idea was developed like original idea to make adult animation was developed and since then I met with them every like three 
four or six months I met with them. Then we met together with, the, we, we just presented the whole team, the core team. We presented the concept art we have developed and we talked to them and this, and this, once they said from after the meeting, they just said, guys, this is, this is so cool. Let's do that. Let's just send us screenplays. We want to read this. We send them screenplays. They, they just, the feedback was, yeah, guys, that's, that's what we want to do. Then it was like top managers. It, it was it's it was not like a single point of interaction. It's just a line, a line where you just meeting first time, giving progress a lot of times, and then you just meet with the decision maker, and he just says like, "Yeah, guys, I see the progress. I believe in you. Here's the deal." Um, and, can I uh, can I please yeah. add a couple of words? Sure. Yeah. Um, I want to add that. Uh, the selling the project, the finding the right client is a full-time job because from artistic artistic perspective, it's not so clear that, oh, come on, you're just sending the emails and uh, offering some people our work, but not. It's really, uh, you, you have to make 100 meetings to get like one project, one good project, which will work on your company, which will help you raise money and yeah finding the good connections it's a lot of work it's a lot of work so if yeah. you if you're thinking about yeah making like producer company selling company you you should you should keep it in mind thanks yeah yeah it's 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 really difficult and the the the, the examples we've seen um like uh, a group of artists they're working hard like for seven years on some short story and they're just releasing it on YouTube, getting like 200,000 views on YouTube, on Vimeo, and they just, and nothing happens after that. And that's, that's really, um, it's discouraging. I, I, I know it's just, I don't know. It's, it's strange for me. Like I'm business, um, I'm, I'm, um, I have expertise in business and I just thinking, I just, I don't want to make some nice product and then have no uh outcome i want to sell i want to i want to make this short short story but you have to ask yourself like oh, what is the reason you want to just uh it's just nice and you just want to sh share it with your friends or your family and say like what a good artist you are and that's it or you want to or you wanted to grow it into something bigger and for us, it was always the second, uh, the letter, uh, and we always trying to think like, why are we doing that? So that's why we, when first the idea, yeah, Love, Death and Robots was a huge ex inspiration for us, but we, we worked hard and we, um, we researched the market. We found out that this is a huge market. It's growing it, adult animation. It is the fastest segment is fa the fastest growing segment in the whole in the whole uh content market right now it's something that was really small and now it's growing into something big so yeah um we understood that and we just try to so we, we we have clear idea where we head into um that uh that that that's why we sold the project now we uh have sold the license to that project to artificial detective to the leading russia russia's um streaming sorry russia's streaming platform 
they have acquired the rights for Russian in the CIS territory. It's uh, Russia's neighbors, um, the former Soviet Union territory. And uh, we now our next goal is first, of course, we have to we need to produce the product. We need to produce artificial detect. We have milestones. We have deadlines. So the first episode should uh, come online uh, in twenty twenty three. Uh, but we also have the goal to sell it globally. We're selling the the the, the this series are made you know, for English speaking audience. It's made in English. The lip sync, everything. We're trying to uh, we're not like stick to you know like Russian culture or Russian humor. We're trying to make uh, an an international uh, product. So we. Um, we are now talking and negotiating with uh, international distributors and streaming platforms into the U.S. players. Uh, and uh, this is the next challenge for us to sell it globally so we can make, uh, so we first can finalize the series. And next, we don't want to be the company of one project and not doing anything else. We wanted to grow like a company which specializes in 3D adult animation and makes different TV series. Uh, so it may be too ambitious, but we want to make something like Pixar, but for adult animation. Uh, that's our goal. We see that there is no prominent company in the field, so we can be the first one. That's that's like having big goals, even and even if you don't hit like the the top of the, the top, world, at least yeah. you at least you aim high and you hit somewhere. Yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah, that that, that, that the concept art look amazing. But mm. I wanted to ask, like, very promising. Yeah, the way you guys talk about it, it's clearly like a passion project, something you guys put a lot of love and effort into it. Absolutely. And I was wondering, first of all, how do you guys pick? Um, I guess who to give it to or who to sell it to, because I remember like. For example, Disney might start t- talking like, "Oh, we don't like that part. Change that," or, or stuff like that. And and how do you respond to that? Like, "Oh, do I really want to like, um, push back on my pro on my passion project just so that I can sell it, or do I stick to my morals and like, okay, I'll choose who I give this to." Like, how do you guys deal with that? Um, we actually we we are always open to any kind of feedback. It's really useful to hear what people say about like the idea about your characters and actually i think we had uh we had a call with crunchyroll the um this anime distributor in the states and we uh, pitched the whole idea to them the 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 artificial idea was like two years ago or year and a half ago so it was very early in the development and uh, we just pitched the idea and they told us you know guys the story is brilliant brilliant but we want we might want to change some characters because making them different and they explained why they're not just saying like just change it they explain why because like the audience want to see these characters nowadays uh, because these characters might be better better to explain some kind of idea some kind of you know um philosophical like meaning of of the series 
So, and uh, that's what actually happened when we, when we were in the meeting with the streaming platform, which now uh, ha has acquired the rights. So they also had a bunch of ideas like, oh, we can have some um, interactions between these and these character and these and that characters, and they can just do something that will better explain the idea of the TV series or the idea of their relationship. And uh, you listen to that, you're just trying to hear people, just trying to listen to that, what they're saying, why they're saying that, that. And if it, we're just trying to be reasonable. So we have, yeah, of course, we're passionate about the project, but we're still trying to be reasonable and trying to be, uh, I don't know, just not judging like, just saying no i i don't want to change anything i we we are open we are open and we that's how we actually polish the the screenplay polish the characters so we're trying to get feedback from artists from friends and family from producers from potential buyers it's constant work on making the uh the story better and better and uh from the business perspective, um, we have, um, so we are really in a good situation right now because we have a lot of work on pre-production. So we have all these beautiful concept arts and we have screenplays and the whole season outline explaining what happens in each series, in each episode. And, uh, but we're still very, you know, we can be uh, everything can be changed. Uh, if so, if tomorrow we sell the artificial detective to big, big sharks to I know Netflix or Amazon, and they tell <laughs> us like, guys, we need to change something here and here and there, where uh, we can do that because we still it's not like finalized. We don't have twelve episodes. And we don't have even one episode produced. So we started with a short story. When we raised first money, we started with uh, the short story based on our characters and world. And um, it, it was a five-minute story. And now it's more like eight-minute story because uh, everything, when you're trying to add ideas, it just make the, the story longer and longer. And... Uh, we not going to finish this short story. We call it proof of concept. That's that was our original idea. We we are, we're not going to finalize it because we all have already sold the project. We don't need, need to do that. But still, we working on several shots. We we finalize an animation in in the layout. We uh finalizing some sequences and shots just to uh for to to demonstrate it to investors to stream platforms to sell the product and so we on the, on the one side we have developed a lot of you know we have developed a lot but we still are very flexible we, still, we, can, we can change things and that's what makes us right now we're in very advantageous situation here Great. And yeah, and I will add about uh, on the question about the producers who have this their own ideas. We clearly understand that they are um, obviously they are professionals. They know market, and if there's idea, 
makes the project better. We like the watch on these uh, ideas from only this perspective. If it's better for the project, we will absolutely apply these ideas if it's not so like expensive for us. So yeah, we also always negotiate and we always ready for the feedback and especially for the feedback, which is with fresh eye when the actually, for example, when the new screenwriters, we work, we work with uh, several screenwriters, when the new screenwriter, um, uh, get into the, uh, project and he like sees, a, the first drafts and he has a lot of uh, new ideas, how to change the character a little bit, how to change the relationships uh, between the characters. And uh, uh, yeah, it's also, it's, all, it's always very helpful for the, for the whole project. So yeah, mm, no wanted, problem with that. Yeah, well, I wanted to ask, um, since you guys started out making your stuff in Unreal Engine, right? There, there. I remember there was this thing before where Unity was making the series. Uh, this like ro- scene-ish concept where there's like the robot and a couple of other things. And I remember a lot of the comments were like, "Wow, I wish this series was not an animation. I wish this was a game. This looks amazing." And ha- and again with all the love and passion you guys put into this, how far off would it be if let's say you guys release Artificial Detective, it becomes a smash hit, and everybody's, oh my god. They used to work in the game industry. Are they going to make a game out of this? Is that, is this like a unique concept, right? We dream about it. We dream about it. And actually, a lot of companies now, it's not a secret, but a lot of companies, which uh, it's not a lot of them, but the big um, streaming services, they work on making the games from our, from their, uh, and, uh, live action franchise. series from their franchises yeah, yeah from their series franchises like netflix it's it's i think it's official netflix it's official. now yeah. yeah like netflix make the game on out of uh, their on stranger things i think it's, it well, was it's, in the it's, news. i think i think it's going like right now the back the back direction but there was a yes. movement like making movies out of games exactly you know, like max Payne exactly. and stuff like that yeah, exactly and actually, we we have sci-fi world, and we have some like sci-fi designs, sci-fi um, like tools for the. It's it's uh, the first idea to make like uh, to have the idea about robot detective, the game about robot detective. But we have more interesting ideas actually for the game. We have like a couple of characters with uh, we have one antagonist character with interesting backstory. And we are not going to explain this backstory in the series a lot, but it will be. We, we, we just don't have time for it. But um, I had an idea to make the game about this guy uh, that the, in reference of like the portal game from Wealth with like uh, with a lot of uh, game design-ish interesting uh, concepts. With interesting, with like, with not like the storytelling and gameplay, but with real game gameplay from game industries because some games have no like gameplay they have also all they have only the story but but we we think how to avoid it and maybe make a real game with interesting gameplay hire maybe like experienced game designers i have a lot of uh, expertise in game development and also little bit with game design also so 
yeah, we have these ideas already. Maybe it will help us to sell <laughs> our project to Netflix. So we are ready. Yeah. And again, if we're talking about the business side of things, so basically how, if you probably know that how um, actually kids animation, 3D animation make, makes, makes money. So the companies there, they get in 70, maybe even 80% of revenues from selling license to their IPs for making amusement parks, merchandise, toys, everything. And uh, the our industry, adult animation, it, it, it doesn't have that much potential selling merchandise or amusement parks licenses, but we have something that the guys from kids animation they don't have we have this huge synergy with game, video gaming industry so we can easily uh, so the, the ideas and even 3d models everything it's complementary to video games so we can easily uh change and just it it makes very easy to make games based on our characters and worlds because they are already in 3d and uh, we we see all these examples that huge franchises they trying to make metaverses they trying like star wars or marvel they're making like 20 movies tv series they're trying to get all the media around it but we do believe that our path could be we making animation tv series we're making games and when i say making it's not not only about like us personally making we can find a right partner to help us in video gaming industry we can find the right partner in merchandising so for men merchandising our idea is that uh this segment um like we all know like uh all this you know kids going to school their um how to say bags and with some characters from frozen on it right so they have it's it's very popular but we don't have the sim similar examples from adult animation we know rick and morty they have t-shirts and i know some kind of stuff but we really see something like collaboration with nike with uh, uh, um, uh adidas with other uh, manufacturers of you know like sportswear or even something very edgy like it was with love death and robots volume 2 if you if you can remember they made this promotion thing they sold uh like uh, sets of um joints uh to promote their uh volume 2 in california where it's allowed to to use to to sell so they had the very nice box with very nice marketing you know things in it like letters like i know um branding and they have this eight separate uh, joints marijuana joints that were designed for each each episode so it's it's something i'm, I'm not talking like we, we have to sell <laughs> something like that some something like that but we are it's it's the right approach they're trying to figure out what is uh what is better for adult adult audience what they trying what, what they buying and i think this is currently is very undeveloped and we can be the first here as well 
Um, yeah, I guess we could we could go uh, on on the because uh, we were talking mostly about the business side and the and the story development side. Maybe maybe for our listeners uh, a little bit more about the technicals. And I wanted to to do it also a, a little bit like predicting the future. So I wanted to ask you uh, what what's uh, you, you told you were using Unreal. It was like a big big thing for for movie production, like with the Mandalorian and uh, all the things happening in the industry. Uh, what do, what are you expecting like uh, of of the new developments? I don't know, artificial intelligence tools, whatever that you might be expecting as a as a thing to you know, to make storytelling and uh, making developing the visuals easier or more accessible for for yeah for the industry. What what are your expectations for for the coming years? The my opinion is uh, nothing will change a lot with these tools, actually, because uh, people love original ideas, people love original designs, people love interesting stories, which are made no more, it's not more a matter who did it, artificial intelligence or the screenwriter. It has to be interesting, fresh and new. And all these tools, they, they really help to work on like routine stuff like a lot of tools for the compositing, for the keying, for the tracking, it's already implemented in the pipelines. The tools like uh, real-time renders in Blender, real-time renders in game engines, they really help to make like the presentation, the first tests, and really is great for the pre-visualization. But uh, we actually got rid of uh, using Unreal even on previous because it's not it makes us little um, less agile uh, on working with animation after we have previsualization because we need this previous to uh, send it to animation yeah. team right away when it's ready because when it was made in unreal oh come on can i how can i put it in maya it's it's not so hard but it's uh, additional like the step and we also decided to avoid it but we had the experience to make the previous in unreal uh these tools i think they are great but we aim for the highest quality it's like you know um on the new iphones you have the great camera but when you really need professional stuff you have to like the mirror heavy you have to make this huge camera to make the good quality picture because yeah we uh these offline renders are evolving also we have like the gpu renders which are great we even render on cpu render it's it's even old it's even more old school right because it's uh, more agile and it's it it gives us um, opportunity to make the to match like our visual design as we see it in our heads, in our concepts. So yeah, it's it's a reason because when you use Unreal, it gives you an amazing picture, but uh, everyone has amazing picture and this amazing picture, the same from every artist because these render algorithms are not so agile. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and, and to add, uh, 
I don't know if you if you if you if you know this, but uh, the the upcoming season of Love Death Robots they will have. I think no way. <laughs> I don't know. I I I don't, I don't think it's a, like huge huge secret. It's uh, the guys are going to make one of the episodes in Unreal, and it's a huge huge problem for them. It's it's it was really it's it's something very very difficult to do. So we have seen a lot of, you know, um, short, short stories, like one minute stories, two minute, three minute. It's okay. But when you're talking about making like 15 minute, 20 minute, 100 minute content, it's really hard to base your pipeline to have your pipe, pipe, pipeline based on Unreal. It's, it's something that is very difficult to do. And uh, this is a... Uh, yeah, that, so we will be watching the technology. We will even, I think, if we have time and spare capacity, we'll try to take one of the sequences or one of the shots and try to recreate it in Unreal 5. But again, it's something that is um, just for the sake of knowing the technology, not like switching to it completely. Uh, and the other thing we faced, like it's a lot of, you know, talks that uh, Epic is supporting young companies with Unreal and uh, they helping out, they giving all this money for the young companies. It's actually, sorry guys, but it's a bullshit because uh, we have been trying to get Epic Mega Grant for like, I don't know, a year and a half. We got pushed back every three months. And they even say like, guys, we we need three months to review your application. It was a year and a half. We we sent the, the, the updates. We said, oh, we have this project in Unreal. Look, we have this project in Unreal. Look, and you guys, you've seen our, our quality, like concept arts are there. They're, they're very high quality. So we send this and this and uh and like yesterday or like a couple of days ago they have released a short story based on their character from unreal 5 demonstration uh i don't know if you, if you have se have seen it uh already but they put it on their website and told everyone about it it's just uh it's very like simple and i don't know so they are supporting. I, I've I've seen a lot of companies, companies, big companies that they are really supporting with a mega grant program, but young companies. I don't know. We have been trying for a long time, and we got pushed back. We didn't have proper support. I think this is one of the reason as well that if you don't hear from the service provider, and it their tool is not very good for big projects and when you don't hear from them and don't see support it's also one of the reasons why you choose an, an alternative you know that taking traditional uh pipeline and choosing traditional pipeline you go you, you you will be you will have as much support as you need and you know that there is a huge community there are all all the difficulties they have been solved already and you find question uh, answers to your questions on the internet with unreal it's something new and the guys are just i, I know i think they're very reluctant maybe they 
they focused on games. So the first uh, thing is to support games, to support their game. They're trying to make a lot of products, different products. They bought these guys uh, who made a MetaHuman for them from, from Serbia, I believe, three lateral. So uh, they have this MetaHuman, they're trying to do this, this and that and here and there, but they're not focused on animation. I think maybe they lost their interest because like when we were at the beginning, they told us like, guys, we will help you. We will do everything. You're so good guys. Let's do. And that was not like it was UK managers and there was regional Russian managers. So that was not like re Russian team. It was international team. They were all, they seemed very supportive, but in the end, we received nothing from them and uh, that was uh, for us that was one of the reasons we uh, also uh, have chosen uh, traditional pipeline yeah and to summarize i will add that we don't um, um i suggest not to rely on the tools when you make the project rely on your like ideas you need only the pen and paper to make a good concept and to make a good mm -hmm. idea. Of course, we use a lot of tools. We use a lot of like team management tools, the modern tools, the new tools. We use uh, new tools for the modeling. We use Blender for the modeling a lot and uh, for the concept art. The Blender, I guess it's uh, like the huge tool, the huge new tool for the concept art. It's easy to learn, especially the like the new versions, right? The, the old yeah. ones was like, uh, come on, yeah. what's, what's wrong with this UI? It's so, changed a lot. Yeah, yeah. We use a lot of them, but we don't rely on them because we see that a lot of companies rely on the tools. We also did it uh, also before, but oh, let's see, Unreal, 10 times cheaper. Let's make the art. Let's make uh, Love, Death and Robots 10 times cheaper. Come on, no, you can't. <laughs> it's impossible. Mm -hmm. You you have to make uh, Love, Death and Robots after you like choose which tools you are using to make your projects, uh, your project, your project as you see it. So, yeah, it's it's my yeah. idea. I think it's an interesting yeah. thing. Like um, a lot of people on the internet, they, they go to war over over the tools that they choose. Like, no, Unreal Engine Five. It's the end of animation for Blender and other tools. And it's inter interesting that you guys pointed out that it's more than just a tool, but more of also, is there business support for yeah. your team? Yeah. Yes, so it's, it, yeah, if it supports your team, if it supports your project in terms of creativity, in terms of technology, of course, uh, run and use it. Yeah, and I think like the, there's also like a common common belief that this is all about you know crossing this uncanny valley and making the uh, CG graphics as photorealistic as possible. Like it it was like one direction of, of development, and it's still going on. We we are not yet there. Like most most of the visuals made in CGI is kind of the you know is kind of detectable with an yeah yeah. But as eye. for as for uncanny valley, it's also the, artistic stuff uh, if you make it artistically appealing and yeah. artistically and that's believable. that's what i wanted to to mention about this because uh, cg tools like and, and blender for example like blender's latest for example grease pencil tools these are kind of like opening new uh, com completely new uh, expression ways for for stylistic 
uh, look development stuff. And I think like when I personally saw uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, for example, like that hit me re really well after watching so many Pixar movies and stuff like that. This was so fresh. This was so different. And I think like CGI opens up so many new doors to creative people to really like doing this thing that you can do with your imagination, your pencil, like you said, right? It's, I think it's like, this is, this is really the future of the creative industry, not, not just mimicking the real world. Although that, that's like a genre of itself. Right? And I'm I'm really glad that you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, that uh, the traditional offline rendering is not yet, not yet dead, <laughs> from from a perspective of no, a real yet. working studio. Yeah, not it's, yet. It's, not it's, yet. it's it's also like developing and evolving. So, yeah, that's pretty optimistic. I think also for our business. Yeah. So you spend more time on rendering the image, but with with for example with Unreal, you spend less time. But you're spending like uh, 10 times more on setting up everything and trying to transfer uh, 3D objects from different software to Unreal. It's just and it's and it's one and the the the, the uh, on top of that, you're getting it all the time crashed because when you're trying to have very heavy scenes with all these global illumination, RTX, I don't know, everything. Mm. And you, you don't have, it's not real time actually. It's like three frames per second or four frames per second. It's not like 60 frames per second. Yeah. And, it, and it gets, all time it's, it, it, it gets crushed and you're trying to find why it's crashing. You find the solution here, then you get a crash in the other sequence. So yeah, it's 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 uh, something that they will probably fix in the future if they focus on developing this particular uh, like uh, segment, right? Animation. If they wanna uh, their product, their tool to be used by animation companies, they have to improve it. They have to put an effort on on making it um, stable, but uh, so far, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no, Arnold. <laughs> All right, we are, I guess uh, already over an hour in this talk. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sorry that I have to drop out for a second. It was just like a power shutdown on my side, and no I guess problem. we can we can just be wrapping it up and. I, I'm thinking like this whole customer service thing, it, it really resonates with our company because we are putting a lot of emphasis on making our render farm as, as friendly for, for the artists as possible. We have, we have put emphasis on support and we have like a feedback from the clients that it, it really works, it's important. The, the artists, we are just providing a tool for the artists and the artists are, have to focus on their job. And I think yeah. that, that your job that you showed, showed us, it's, it's really amazing. And, and it shows that if you are putting a lot of this passion and open mind into the project like that, you can find also the business, business framework for that. And it works. Yeah. So Absolutely. super great, super inspiring talk. Thank you all for joining us. We are very honored. Is there uh, any social media that you guys want to shout out or any projects you want to announce or anything like that? Yeah, you can find all the information on vivix.us. It's v-i-v-i-x.us. It's our website. 
Uh, we have links to you, our YouTube channel, our social. It's not our social media are still like in stealth stealth mode, but we have some um, some uh, content on the YouTube channel, so you can go there and see what we what projects we did um, for. Uh, basically, they're all in Unreal, I believe, uh, on on our YouTube channel. So you can check it out and um, yeah, that's it. Cool, cool, super Thanks. great. Definitely, yeah. we'll, we'll check it out and we hope our audience also is going to check it out and we're keeping our fingers crossed for the for the artificial detective project. It's Thank you. Thank amazing you already. Thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah, cool. let's keep in touch and uh, yeah. stay tuned. Stay tuned in a year and a half. Uh, yeah, we, will, we we are ready to release hope, something. Yeah, we hope you can you can watch it on big uh, Western streaming platform. Working on that really hard. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. We are sure, Thank you guys. We are sure this will be a success. So <laughs> yeah. take okay. care, guys, and keep on rendering. Yeah. Right. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Yeah.